morning and welcome to our daily word and prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today. So we talk about the word of God, and on Saturdays we like to talk about how it relates to a particular cultural issue that we may be facing. I don't know if you saw here this week or recently on Bastille Day, Bastille Day as the uh, representatives from the U.S. government who visited the French embassy to celebrate this special day for them were two of our top leading officials in the current Biden administration, um, Rachel Levine, Admiral Rachel Levine, who is an, an high up in the health department, the public medicine department, public health department, and Samuel Britton, I believe is the name, who is a leading nuclear engineer high up in the energy department dealing with nuclear waste. And these are two transgendered people who are very high up and, and very prominent displayed in the Biden administration as part of their breakthrough. This is how they're defined as people who had breakthroughs because they're the first openly transgender people to have such high positions in a government, in, in the U.S. government. How do we get here? Why has this become a political issue? Why does this whole issue of transgender fall, it seems, on Democrat and Republican lines? Now, this is not to say that there's not some Republicans who embrace the transgender movement, and it's not to say there are not some Democrats who reject the transgender uh, identity. However, Generally speaking, especially on a national level, it seems as if the Democratic Party has fully embraced this transgender movement, and the Republican Party is not there and doesn't really go along with it. What's behind all this? Well, let's try and take a look and see if we can understand some things that maybe we as Christians, how we ought to look at some of this. First of all, what does the Bible teach about this whole issue? Let's start back in Genesis. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Genesis 1, the very first chapter of the Bible, one I might add that is under a great deal of attack and controversy over the last 150 years or so. Jesus reaffirmed this statement in Matthew 19 when he says, Have you not read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female? So this is the first thing we want to point out is that God made us male and female. There's a lot of talk recently about what is a woman and what is a man. Can I just simply say a woman is an adult female and a Man is an adult man. Let me say, to be more clear also, just to clear up certain confusion, women have babies, men have a part in producing a baby, but men do not have babies. Men do not carry a baby in a womb. This is something a female, an adult, a woman, an adult female does, not a man, an adult woman. This is just reality, folks. And some people are trying to change the, the, the language, change the biology, change social norms. What's behind this? Well, again, I want to look at one more verse here. This is from Deuteronomy. 
and this is part of God's law. A man shall not wear a, a woman shall not wear a man's clothing, nor shall a man put on a woman's clothing. For whoever does these things is an abomination to the Lord your God. God created us male and female, and there's supposed to be a distinction. We are different, and we're different in more than simply anatomy. Every cell in our body is different. The role we play in the family is different. The role we play in society can be different. The role we play in the church can be different. Now, in Galatians chapter 3, we read that there's neither male nor female, slave nor free, but we're all one in Christ Jesus. That does not mean that's true. In Christ, he has broken down certain distinctions of of that someone's more important or someone has greater value. We're all one. But that doesn't mean we don't have different roles and different different roles in the family, in the church, in society, etc., etc. We do. And even though we have Galatians 3.28, which a lot of progressive Christians want to think it's interesting how (laughs) most progressive Christians aren't wild about Paul. They don't like a lot of the things Paul teaches, but they like that verse. There's a lot of others that they don't really go for. We go for the, we, we believe all the scripture. And so here we, here we have Paul or Paul saying saying this. I'm getting a message here. Um I hope I'm streaming well. I might be having some internet difficulties if so. I apologize. Hang with me, okay? We'll keep going. There are distinctions of role, but not distinctions in value. And God desires that those roles be evident and the distinction between a man and a woman be obvious. Unfortunately, in our day and age, it seems like we have lost sight of this and and, uh, are having a problem with it. Unfortunately, it's become a political issue. The political issue, why is this? Widely spoken, Democrats seem to, at least the far left, and the Democratic Party seems to have embraced the far left agenda. Now this, again, does not say all Democrats are far left. But it seems as if the far left has a tremendous influence upon the Democratic agenda. And the far left has embraced Marxism. Marxism failed in, in economically, the fall of the Soviet Union back in 1991 and that this would happen on and on and on throughout history. And so the far left tends tends to embrace any marginalized or class or group of people or any type of people that is considered marginalized or oppressed, and they tend to want to elevate them and see that not only do they talk about equality, but not only will they be equal, but they will be celebrated. Because they will one day rise up 
and they will have the power over the, they're considered virtuous because they were oppressed under Marx, and they will one day rise up and they will be the, the victorious people over the bourgeois who will be dethroned. <clears throat> Folks, I think that's what's going on. You know, when Barack Obama talked years ago, 2008, about America was going to be fundamentally transformed, I don't know if anyone thought in terms of, really, we're going to have redefining what is a man and a woman, redefining a marriage, redefining the family. Marxism has to attack whatever structures would challenge the power of government. Marxism sees government as the answer. And what are the powerful forces in the culture? Family, church, education, business, media. These are powerful law. These are powerful forces. And in cultural Marxism, they've pretty much got most of those now, except the church, and they're after the church, and family. And they're after the family, redefining what is a family and redefining how the church stands on moral issues. We need to resist. And it's not that we hate people, not that we're fighting against people. Our battles against spiritual forces in the heavenly places, is it not? That's what it says in Ephesians chapter 6. Our battles against spiritual forces. And indeed, because of that, we fight for what's true and right. Our ultimate we ultimately seek approval from God. Ultimately seek approval from God and want to be on God's side in this battle of ideas, this battle of what is true, this battle for what is right. Now we love people, and we love people who think differently than us. And we and, and on that individual level, we care about people, we love people, we want to uh, be kind to people. But we've got to understand that behind all this stuff, what's going on is this fundamental rejection, not only of America, a fundamental transformation of America, but of what is of the family, a fundamental transformation of what is family. And indeed, it will touch into what is church. Let's not be naive. Father in heaven, we come to you today and we realize that as Christians who stand for what's true and right and we stand on the word of God, we realize, Father, that there are spiritual forces and political forces and powerful forces that are waging an ideological battle against what you say is true and right. Father, I pray today for us as believers in our land, we would come down on the side of siding with you and what your word says. Lord, help us not to be mean or hateful or unkind, but help us also not to give way to what is unrighteous and untruthful and indeed what is a violation of how you created us to be. We pray for grace. We pray for courage. We pray, Father, that we would be a light in the world. Oh, Father, how I pray for our families to be strong and godly and a witness of what truth and righteousness can produce. And I pray, Father, that you would expose, oh Lord, expose what's really behind some of these forces that are trying to fundamentally transform family, identity, even fundamentally transform our sexual identity. 
we think, Lord, it's got to, we pray it would be exposed for what it really is. We give you this day. We pray that we'd walk in your ways and bring you glory in all that we do. We love you now in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, thanks for being with me today. Looks like I may have been having some technical difficulties. If so, I apologize to you, but we will do our best to fix that by tomorrow or maybe even re-record this if need be. But God bless you. We're here every day. I hope you join us. We come here every morning, 8.30 live, later in the day. If uh, uh, You can watch later in the day or you can listen to the app, the podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platform. We believe in being in the Word of God every day. I hope you do too. It's vital. We're in a spiritual battle, my friends. We've got to be strong in the Word of God and gird on the truth of God's Word. So join us. Make sure you subscribe, hit the notify button, like the video, tell me where you're from, introduce yourself to us, tell your friends about it. These are all things you can do to help build this because we want to be a voice for what's true and right in a day where there's so much confusion. We believe the Word of God is light to our feet. I hope you do too. God bless you. I love you guys. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow morning. Until then, might the Lord fill you with grace, love, faith, courage. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless you. Bye-bye.